0: Welcome to the Punter's Preamble. I'm Simon Denopoulos. I'll be joined by Adam Blenko as we help and try and find you a winner across the weekend. One horse that is unlikely to be a bet, but plenty of interest around it is Flightline, who is the top-rated horse.
1: Yeah, he is, and he's a he's a real top rater for the weekend. I think he is um, probably only by is genuinely better than him on, on form to date, and he's done it in four starts, four starts and 43.5 lengths. Not bad. Worth of margin in those four stars. You chalked up the best Bayer figure anywhere in the States, I think, last year and won the Met first up really impressively as well. Do you know I think it's one of the worst terms in racing? Freak. Yeah, you hate it. I hate it because it is, A, it's always used in a lazy fashion for horses that are doing things that are not particularly freakish <laughs> as, a, as a rule.
0: Well, how many freaks have we seen? Caviar, well, uh, Winks, Frankel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably more than that but it the freakish flight line is the. see i wouldn't even call a freak no he's it's too controlled for that
0: Mm. well we have seen it before
1: whereas flight line is um so he's had four runs as i said 43 and a half lengths the cumulative margin 116 first go at the races 116 116 this is on racing and sports scale 133 133 in four starts now that's freakish
0: so he's, so you think after three starts.
1: Yeah, and when he races, and you'll be able to watch him live on Racing and Sports on the live TV there from um, Del Mar on Sunday morning. How good. Where the surf meets the turf. Beautiful. Um, in the Pacific Classic, which is one of the – they have more group ones than we do. They've got a lo- I mean, they've got a lot of horses to start with, but um, it is one of the sort of established itself. It's not an old race, but it's established itself as one of the genuine group ones. Um, yeah, you'll be able to watch him go around the Pacific Classic and um i think when you're watching him prowl around delmar you will sort of have freak out playing in the back of your head there it's a <laughs> it's the perfect soundtrack <laughs> he is a he has got the uh the freakish streak there's probably a big four i reckon at the moment bades pretty well established now Number i one. think he's the he's the best horse in the world um and then flight line nature strip and probably life is good the japanese will be so angry that i haven't included title holder but one more We'll find out. And Euphoria's got it all to prove now. And, um, and of course, G60's still lurking in, in Hong Kong. So well, they'll be... Um, wouldn't get within gooey of those horses. Well, I mean, he, he does win a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I think this is, that's my view is numerically backed up view. Yep. That they are sort of the big four from from 2022 so far. Flight line nature Trip and life is good, so he is one of the real big guns. Flight line and yeah, I saw an early morning line over there. I guess at what what the price might be, and it's sort of one to five. So yeah, he's probably not a betting proposition. And we did have the highest rated horse last week was Jackie's Warrior, who went down at got rolled sort of one to two or something mm. like that. So um, and I did know when I was reading around about this that Cigar was sixteen to know when he went to the Pacific Classic and got beaten at one to ten Ooh, Cigar, graveyard. Cigar's probably a bit um, Cigar's pre U, yep. Yeah, oh, I mean, I was in primary school, I think, but I um still somehow remember him. I think he was a he was a really big deal at the time, cigar. So, and he was actually cigar was sort of the big best horse in the world and making headlines in the US when we had Oki Saintly, and I was upset. That's when I was a young Adam Blanco in Year Six was falling in love with the Caper. Yeah, with Oki and Saintly and philante. You wouldn't have heard of anything being better than Oki. No, no, but I'm I'm sure that cigar was sort of the the global. Superstar at that point in time. So there probably was some mention of him. And so he he rings some bells. Good horse. But, yeah, beaten 1 to 10. I don't think Flightline will be. But the the Dubai World Cup winners there. Country Grammar. And a couple of other 120 horses. But, as I said, he's there to freak out. Looking forward to that. And as
0: Adam touched on, you can catch that on the live stream at racingandsports.com on Sunday morning. The Bizarro for us comes up at the Valley Race 5, the McEwen Stakes. And Cool and Gadda, we've harped on about how average the three-year-olds are to this point, and the form of the big wet certainly hasn't worked out at all, and she's priced up at two twenty-five to win on Saturday. Bizarre?
1: I think it's bizarre, because I didn't price it up like that, so if I didn't see it that way, I kind of find it bizarre that anyone could see it mm. another way.
0: Here's a question. Besides the bookmakers around the country, does anyone have a mark that short? You couldn't. I don't don't get how you could. Right in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't – there's nothing in a form that you could place her ahead of the others or certainly not that short in the market. Is this purely off the jump outs and trials? Yeah, so what,
1: she bet $4 in a golden slipper against – in a very weak golden slipper. And now she's – and I know that, you know, the McEwen doesn't resonate like the golden slipper does. I know it's a small field as well, but I actually think it's a good race, isn't it? Mm. The Inferno, last year's winner. Things have gone the wrong way for him. In the last 12 months, and certainly in the in the summer, autumn, but we know he's plenty talented. Um, Rothfire's recaptured it a bit. Yeah, I thought he was winter, back on track. And, and will run well. Zoo style, 1,000 metres is his go, so that's he's got something to work with. Yeah. Away game, hasn't won for a while now, but she's run some big races, including a second in the Oakley Plate, which I look at and think, hmm, that's competitive. Similion, leave me way out, but... The one I haven't mentioned there is the horse that I marked equal favourite, which is in the Congo.
0: So is the query with him or looking at the early market, never seen him over a 1,000 metres, is that the niggle?
1: And I don't think he's probably a natural 1,000 metre horse. So I understand that niggle, but he's an established star. And in fact, this can tie in with my uh, contractually obliged selections for the sporting guide where I made in the Congo my bet for the week. Yep. And I was harping back five years to 2017 Where off the back of a big win in the first final from the Mighty Richmond Football Club. Of course you have done (laughs) this. The McEwen was run. Yep. We were all at uh, the Valley celebrating the the big Richmond win and it feels like something similar is brewing this year. The parallels don't stop there. They don't. Keep going. The Magic Millions winner, who had flown over the summer and run big speed figures and then hit a bottomless track in the Golden Slipper and ran bravely but was basically brought unstuck by the mud, Yep. Started six to four in the McEwen, Hootson. And she ran into one in the China Horse Club colours. Oh, Russian Revolution. Ah, okay. It was rated 120 off a big run in the galaxy and he'd been a three-year-old spring horse and then he'd had nice competition against the best horses and the older horses in the autumn. Hardened, seasoned, in the China Horse Club colours, in the Congo. 20 rated. I mean, the parallels don't just stop at Richmond and Hootson. Are we in a simulation? I... <laughs> It's 2017 all over again. And I can only assume that Richmond will win three of the next four premierships.
0: You can only hope. That's
1: what I'm looking forward to. But I'm also looking forward to win the Congo. But unlike Russian Revolution, and maybe where things change a little bit, is that I don't think he's as well equipped for a 1,000 metres. No. But it does also look to play pretty well for him, I think. Big-name jockeys here, and big-name jockeys controlling the pace. So I'm thinking things are going to be pretty fast and pretty fabulous from the front. And I think it's going to be... They're going to be well-ridden. Good horses, well-ridden here. So I'm expecting this to be high rating. And I think in the Congo can charge across... Let... Zoo style probably just rips, right?
0: Has to. She rips,
1: cool and get her. She's got a... You know, they'll have that in... They'll have the old 50 kilos in their head. Yeah. So they want to use it. I don't think she'll be... I don't think she'll hustle. I think she'd be more than happy to have zoo style go. But um, I thought in the Congo could just shove her into the fence... You know, let's Th- not, not through the fence. No, not through the fence, but just keep her down. In keep her in the coffin, and and be one-one with you know Rothfire. Thousand meters interesting for him as well, but he's plenty fast.
0: Well, he is three from three.
1: Yeah, which is yeah. So he's you know, I say thousand meters is not for him, but yeah, you quite rightly point out his record. At, his record at thousand meters isn't running these ratings, I suppose is the thing. But he's not slow. That's the thing. He's going to be there
0: query, I guess, is D-Lane just hasn't really been riding well.
1: Well, that's a massive query, isn't it? But thankfully it's not in Sydney where he doesn't measure up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to be able to put Rothfire wherever he wants from that draw.
1: Yeah, well, I think the Queenslanders sit one too and the Queenslanders are shooting for gold, winning last week. They're up and about a bit. Mm. Coming in droves. Unfortunately, the one I backed, Isotope, was ordinary. (laughs) She pulled up with excuses. (laughs) Dreaded thumps, but... um yeah, I thought it, I thought even though a thousand metres might not be ideal for in the Congo, I, I mean that's the reason why I'm I'm not more aggressive with him, but I still thought there was a lot there to like. Including his Galaxy run first up last prep. And the thinking that those heavy tracks probably didn't do him any favours either. Before that he's dueling with Paul Lely and Animo. I mean and what is he, four to one here?
0: Mm. What's the expected track on Saturday?
1: It'll be soft, I think, but they're, they seem reasonably optimistic. I don't think it's particularly drying conditions, even though we have now technically hit spring yep. edge off. But I, I think it'll be. I wouldn't be planning for anything other than something like perfect ground. Be having a, a lot of thought about it.
0: Yeah, because I think he overachieved on the wet last prep.
1: As in, you think he didn't necessarily? I don't like think it. he, he loved didn't it. benefit from it. No, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So I think he should be better. Two yeah. trials. Mm. Yeah. yeah no,
1: I think there's I think there's enough to like there to say that four to one is a good bet.
0: Mm. I suspect Cool and Gadda starts with a three in front of her name.
1: Mm. As I said, there's Hootson did manage to start two fifty to beat Russian Revolution, who was in a very similar position where he was so established not. as a better horse like I say better, that's well no, why not? Established as a better horse than her. He had better ratings and he had better form yep. in better races. So yeah, better horse than her. She was fast. And I suppose Cool and Gadda is as well. I, I don't know. What I, I did you mark it. her? I think they're actually both. I was my first little cut at it, and I haven't finalized that or anything. So that they're both around that five to two mark. Yeah. Because I
0: find that these early markets, everyone just copies themselves.
1: Yeah. So she, and but they do sort of anchor to that as well because obviously people use those prices to then drive their own. Mm. Eloping hoots and satin shoes in this race, the three old fillies. So none from three. But then if you drag the moir in as well, which I suppose is like for like, you do get, well, you get Petit Lou. Yep. Who I said, cool and gadda originally, was sort of, I was like, ah, yeah. oh, this is like when Petit Falou started going off the top of my head here. Did she start favourite to be buffering? Yeah, she did, yeah. Favourite well. to be buffering to you is Fontaton and Bella Nipatina have finished down the track in the Moyer as well. And so things are looking dire for the three year old fillies, And then off the Golden Slipper rain. She will she rain. Will rain. Yeah. Power of Portelli, though. Gotta factor that in. It means that if you were backing all the three year old fillies, if you were level staking them, you would have lost about a third of your cash backing them so far. But small sample, and maybe that's about to change somewhat. Mm. but I'm willing to bet that it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I'll be – I legitimately will be staggered if she wins. <laughs> staggered? Yeah, I don't think the three-year-old's are any I good. You,
1: I think you'll keep your feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't reckon I'll fall over? I don't reckon you'll fall over. We kind of need a three-year-old to step up. Maybe it is her, but
1: – Okay, so speaking of staggered, Yeah. I'm going to roll this on to what has now really staggered me because I've only just picked up some Sydney form to have a look through. mm so uh, I know this rattled you a little bit yesterday, and now I'm, now I'm catching up and I'm staggered. <laughs> Genuine, I'm walking around in a daze. Yeah. Profondo, yeah. who must have been a great Dunno candidate, has shunned winning the Chelmsford to run the tramway at 1400. Explain to me this decision.
0: This will go down as...
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Hang on, sorry, I wasn't ready for a <laughs> a big statement like this. This is... <laughs> This will go down.
0: As one of the most bizarre placements I've seen with a horse of his talent. So you had the Chelmsford stakes. Now, I'm hoping that the decision to run in the tramway is... I thought you were
1: going to say I'm hoping he can unscratch from the <laughs> Chelmsford.
0: <laughs> I'm hoping the decision to run in the tramway is purely distance related. So they feel a 1,400 metre race is better for him at this point in his preparation and they don't want to go straight to the mile second up, I'm hoping that's the decision. Because if they scratched him because he's drawn 10 in the Chelmsford to then run against Zaki in the tramway, it's insane. If you did took five minutes to do the map in the Chelmsford, there is absolutely no speed. They're all walkers. He would have, barring obviously gay's horses, you've got Knight's Order, who has to be a niggle leading at this trip. You've got Entente then Mwanga is next in line. So he would have landed, I'd imagine, if he rolled forward. He would have got the 1-1 one, one in this.
1: I mean, if I just just take the 1.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that they scratched him because they didn't want to run at the mile second up because if they scratched him because of the draw, that's insane. And when you've got a horse of his ability, surely you spend more time looking at the form and working out where he's more likely to win. He would have been clear favourite in the Chelmsford. Clear favourite. Instead, he's going to have to try and beat Zaki, who, away from Animo, is probably our leading chance in the Cox Plate at this
1: stage. Yeah, I mean, I still want to get Zaki beat. And maybe, and I, gee, I, I I hope they get vindicated for this poor decision. Well, I, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'd love yeah. him to win, but I would make Converge slightly more likely than him here. Slightly. And as the dangers to Zaki. I've
0: seen him race.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was a really good run first up, Profondo, and the chance would just, when the good ones didn't go there and you got to beat Shorefire, who a really nice win, the sectionals were good, but you're not scared of him. Whereas Zaki, I could understand, you know, he's a hard horse to beat. But if all you had to beat was Shorefire, Mawanga off a complete flop, he's a dunno. There And then there the, is a lot of dunno here. And then the rest of first up, you've already had a run. Like, it was such a good race.
1: Eight of 13 first up. And you've had the run. You've run really well. So I played Monte Carlo just to – so he basically – and this is not considering any of the other race day incidentals. Yeah. Just a little bank of ratings against the fields just to see where he roughly might, before we consider everything else, fit. Yeah. And he's he's basically twice as likely to win the Chelmsford as the tramway. Mm. That's just off ratings. That's before your spiel about the map and other mm-hmm. positives that would be – and 8 of 13 being first up, that's not even considered in that. So, yeah, well, they, I mean, I hope he runs well because he's a cool horse and I like him a lot. And I think I said on our review podcast that he'd absolutely win a race and you, <laughs> there's some suggestion, how's he going to find a race to win? There's got to be one out there. There was. And <laughs> they I, they <laughs> and run him in the they left, <laughs> And they left it on the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes out, Zaki's too old and he doesn't come back and he kicks their heads in. But, I mean, I, you were far more likely to win the Chelmsford and the map was...
1: Fine. So the Dunos in the Chelmsford are many. Yep. Headed by Mwanga who has
0: to be the biggest Dunno going around.
1: He was. So he, I mean, he's going to start outside Surefire, which is because they ran very different races first up. Yep. Which is logical. And you can't just say had they not done that because they, they did. did. Yeah. But had they not done that, <laughs> <laughs> what price Moanga is? Second um, up at a mile. Yeah, and Surefire is. You know, he's he's beaten Titanium Power first up. Admittedly, that's underselling the win. It was better than, it is better than he beat Titanium Power first up. But he's still, he still fits the the bill here that he's won looking for races over further and deeper into the spring than this. And Chris Waller loves losing. Exactly. The biggest issue for
0: Surefire is he's overachieved first up. You're, so,
1: you're screaming regression.
0: Well, not necessarily screaming regression I'm looking at from Chris Wallace's perspective so he's overachieved first up the target for them is the Caulfield Cup Mm -hmm. so he's come up and run a screamer first up he now goes to the mile second up and draws barrier 12 so he's overachieved first up so on Saturday there isn't a lot of pressure in this run they know the horse is back in good order they're probably not going to have to roll the dice from that draw they're going to be happy to go back and see him hit the line this isn't a grand final this isn't a target race this is merely a platform to other races. The kunji. Exactly. So from a punting perspective, it's a horrendous position because you don't actually know if they're going to put him in the race. And given the lack of speed on paper, he's going to get into a horrible spot and, you know, you'd be happy to bet against.
1: I mean, he was terrific first up, but so was no compromise. And I know not as good, but, you know, there's a bit between them, but there's sort of a bit of an anchor as well, isn't there? And Mwanga was in the much better race. He's an interesting horse to forgive because I do love to back one off a zero, mm. and I think there's a, I think like it's he's in the book there as well with the steward, you know, not fully tested, and that he he wasn't sort of badly. Held. I think it's very generous to give him that excuse, but it might be you can. He be, wasn't bolting, no. But you can be creative and no Mwanga, and that's not him, I suppose. Yeah, surely as you said before, Nash goes on, and surely we're positive here. He's I the one now who can who can make a good decision. And second up in the spring last year, he made a good decision. He was a bit more positive. He's not a, he's not a speed horse. He's, no. a, he's a sustained effort horse. So you need to get him going, and he'll keep going. Yeah. Pins his ears back. He's likeable, actually. I quite like him as a horse. Um, but they were able to take up a position with him second up last spring, over a mile, and he got necked out by incentivized. That's good enough to win this. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> well, yeah. With eight of the 13 basically having a blowout. Enno's in the market. Who did also run really well first up, but he's even more like Surefire. He's going... He's going the Metro. And he was 100-1 to there and he'll just regress, won't he? Well, he'll regress
0: and I don't think this matters as much. He's come back enormous. They're just ticking along until they get to the grand final. This is the problem with backing horses not in their grand final.
1: Can the very good and I think underrated Montefilia take up a position and run a big race fresh? And what price is she? (laughs) Because I haven't actually looked at that.
0: So, again, a lot hinges with her is are they going to be trying... On the weekend, is this merely a platform run for her? Which, I mean, it most certainly is. Given. Yeah, I think it's both, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, they sure they haven't set their entire spring calendar around the... Um
0: so she's second pick at the moment.
1: Ah, uh, okay, no, well, there's no juice in that. No. But if they choose to go back, I don't want any of it. Seeing Mwanga in there against, you know, priced up alongside Benno just makes me think there must be a... Um Something's wrong. they betting head-to-heads here. Yeah. At 100%, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So did Tommy get kicked off or jump off?
1: I have no idea, but I don't mind that he is off. Yeah. Because I think he and Nash go about things quite differently, right? Yeah. And Nash might be the right man to, um, you know. A hard, Stand over a, him. A hard-working grinder like Mwanga might be better served than a, a guy who loves loves to ride them to Quicken.
0: Well, he is. Tommy is ice cold.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's. More than others. He's sort of been conditioned for years now by Team Hawks, right? Yeah, how bad are they going?
0: Get away, Tommy. <laughs> Stick with Annabelle. <laughs> you want to distance yourself from Team Hawks. They are going horrendous. Good race. I think it's one of those races It's going to answer a few questions, but I don't know if I want to bet to find out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to back my one girl. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a do sort of race, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fascinating race. In fact, they all are. I thought they were the one, you know. I thought the staying race in Sydney looked Really fascinating as well.
0: Which as one? The one at Wyong or? Yeah,
1: I just couldn't figure out where they were going to run.
0: We talk about Sydney v Melbourne, but how about Sydney v Sydney? The same pool of horses running in the same race a day apart.
1: Yeah. Give so, Wyong their platform. Give Grafton their platform. Like, let these places have their days. There's
0: no need to run a staying race Get on Saturday. Just run two midways. That'd be great for the car.
1: <laughs> yeah, give me two races off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In all seriousness, in Sydney on the weekend, I only found two races that I could bet in.
1: You don't know what the markets have done yet. We'll see about that on Saturday.
0: I just think if you go through the card, so for me, the first two races are just pen jobs, so you've got the highway and the midway, forget that.
1: we're going through all 10, are we?
0: Race three belongs to the midweeks. People have got jobs, lives. (laughs) The staying race, as we touched on, who knows what's going to be there on Saturday. We'll yeah. find out on Friday.
1: People have got to start getting their dinner on for the Richmond game tonight. I'm having lamb, by the way, and I'm weighing up Argentinian Malbec or something French. I don't know.
0: The more time you're yabbering on, I actually be finished by now. <laughs> the Concorde, I think, is a betting race. The Furious, we've touched on the three-year-olds. I'm not betting in them until we see them in their grand final. I
1: thought that was really interesting. Mm.
0: Do you have a lean, though?
1: Um, yeah,
0: no. It's a bigger Dunno than the Chelmsford.
1: The horse that interests me most in that... Well, I shouldn't say interests me most. There's a lot of interesting things in there. She's Extreme being a prime candidate for Dunno status Mm. as well. Very interesting to see how she gets on. Paris Dior, who's obviously been held in high regard. History says that the Silver Shadow and the horses that have had a run are the horses to be with. Atkins winner. It's really interesting. Mm. And the one out of those that I was most interested in is that Wingardium. First up for Bjorn. Yeah. It's an interesting horse. It's a little... uh, It's a sticky figures horse and they've left it alone. And I understand why they've left it alone because of the aforementioned big names. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting race.
0: So the interesting thing for me in this race is J-Mac has been Mr. Paris Dior all the way through all the trials and doesn't ride her on Saturday, sticks
1: with In Secret. Who probably, as I said, he's probably done a bit of history says work, has he? Mm. But that is interesting actually because, I mean, Paris Dior probably, when she won that race, she caught me... A little bit off guard, the Percy side because sides. of how well she was a trial horse, right? Mm. And she was, you know, held in clearly well fancied, not just for that race, but in general.
0: Yeah, no, I think most would I away think, from the big two fillies, she's extreme in five and most would have her third. Yeah, so I feel like I feel
1: like she's a buzz horse at the at like Tuesday track work, mm. which makes me think that James would be very interested in sticking with her because he's part of the Tuesday buzz, right? They're all getting around talking to each mm. other. Have you seen Snowden's it? Yeah, mate. Goes like a rocket. Mm. Yeah, mate. That's mine. Yeah. That's how these things work, isn't it?
0: And rode her two trolls and doesn't ride her on Saturday, which for me is a huge push for in secret, who was unlucky in the lead up and has had the run on the two main dangers.
1: Sink the absolute slipper into Team Hawks before, but Jay Cummings' other end of the... Um, Flying. Yeah. He is going really well. So um, I can see that.
0: Sure. The is or Zaki or the rest, and I don't really want to take odds on Zaki, but I don't really want to back anything to beat him. The Chelmsford's a Dunno. Race nine's a complete lottery. And then we come to race 10, which is my best bet of the day. So we've got their blast Rattle it off. Rattle it off. So Nifla was a really good winner last start at the course and distance, but two key factors for me on the weekend. Loses J-Mac, now draws wide, going to go back. So happy to take her on. I think she's very easy to risk. And then got my boy Wicklow in there who comes here fresh, did just enough to win at Rose Hill. Nothing in the form to suggest it's anything good. The horses behind him aren't anything special. So it's a bit of a, you know, you've got to believe in the horse as opposed to what he's beat, which is I love those scenarios because they're always harder to find. And the ones that are harder to find are more likely to pay. Nice tick over trial. James never let him go. He got beat Ted links but thought it was really, really nice. Back to a mile. And he's never actually raced at Ramwick. So his record at Rose Hill is elite, but I think he'll be a better horse at Ramwick Brenton's won on, him, won on him
1: before. Can you give us a Mark Sheen, doesn't he love Ramwick? Doesn't he love Ramwick? you got to go higher uh, pitch yeah, than yeah. that. <laughs> doesn't he love Ramwick? Doesn't he love Ramwick? <laughs> Shoot, out won the derby. thing is that they're different races.
0: I know, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know how we got wrapped up in that. That's yeah, sorry,
1: a, sorry, I've sidetracked you there. Keep flowing.
0: But I think he looks really well placed. Deserves to be favourite. I know it's only four eighty five dollars, but I can mark Wicklow a lot shorter than five dollars. I think he's entitled to be, and I think he is probably the horse in this race that can go on to better company. Yeah yeah interests me back to a mild J Mac going on. Mm. Really good run two back and then a touch plane. last start up to two thousand. Lovely. Yeah, it's probably the danger.
1: In it goes quaddy players. Yeah, it <laughs>
0: has to be in the quaddy. But I think Wicklow a nice horse, Wallace is clearly a project horse because he's taken his time with him, giving him big gaps between runs. I think Brendan gets him to the outside. He will be winning. That's how we'll round it out in Sydney. Good luck to everyone having a bet on the weekend and you'll hear from us next week.